The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, General Mills Dessert Abomination, Video Game Burial Ground, Quality Time Without Your Kids, and iPhone Water Absorption App. And now, three men who know the secret location of Obama's birth certificate. Here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast that wet the bed after blowing its bedtime pass on a quick trip to Taco Bell. Damn it. One more chalupa. I just needed one more. So, Dave, you've been talking about sleep struggles over the years with the girls. And Matt, I know you've had some times when we're trying to start the podcast if Eva keeps coming out of bed time and time again and won't go to sleep so i found this article on npr about the bedtime pass they they say is super effective now i don't know if it's something that it's only super effective if you do it from the start or if it's something you can go back and say okay now we're gonna do this i don't know if you guys knew this but i am not a professional statistician okay i didn't i I did not know that yeah this changes changes everything everything. (laughs) But I'm going to dive into some amateur statisticianosis and call out the study that this NPR thing quotes. Because mm-hmm. it, it is held evidently by the head of Boys Town? Boys like, Town Center for Behavioral Health in Boys Town, Nebraska. There's a right, st- so Spencer Tracy uh, held this study. And, <laughs> and it says that the pilot study was with two boys, ages what? 3 and 10, and gathered data from 20 parents and 23 pediatricians who rated the acceptability of the bedtime pass intervention technique. I, I don't know how large a sample set should be, but two seems small. It's twice as many as one, yeah. I guess. And it did say that crying and coming out of the bedroom reduced to zero in both children. Wow. It worked Those 100% some... of the time on two kids. Those are some hardcore results. Can't, you can't just look away from that. Well, they also uh, asked the 20 parents and the 23 pediatricians, do you think this seems acceptable, was the question. And compared to ignoring the child, or I can't remember what the other possibility them was. crying like it out, or? Beating them uh, until, <laughs> until they lose consciousness. I bet that's 100% effective, too. So wait, I need, I need someone to tell me, because the only thing, when I see this, I see hall pass is the only thing that comes into my head, and I know that's not... Doesn't have anything to do with that. So, what is a bedtime pass? So, at bedtime, when you say goodnight to your child, you give them right. a bedtime pass, like a physical thing. You say, "Here's your bedtime pass for the night." And the rule is they can use it. You know, they have that one pass, so that means they can come out of the bedroom once. Whether it's because they want another hug, or they need, you know, want a drink of water, or say goodnight one more time, they could use that pass to come out. And then they need. Then after that, they're not allowed to come out again. And if they call out, you're not allowed to go see them now matt brings up a good point what if you use that bed what if you know your three-year-old uses the bedtime pass to come out because they want another hug they use the bedtime pass they go back to bed and then all of a sudden they've got to go to the bathroom 
Is he, well, is that the exception? I'm assuming that's the exception. It's not like, well, we'll just put some rubber sheets on. It's just an exception. You're screwed. No, you tell your kid, listen, you you made a choice. You wanted love, so now you have to urinate in your Now you've got to sleep in your... In yeah. Your, yeah, you've got to sleep in your own bottle. You've got to marinate in your own, <laughs> in your own yeah. urine all night. It'll be dry by the time you wake hug. up. I promise. I hope you yeah. feel good about yourself. I hope that hug was worth it. Maybe next time, don't choose love. Maybe think of yourself <laughs> and your needs first. That's the lesson here, Kevin. <laughs> Should have thought about that before you blew your hall pass on love. Right. I'm, right. You maybe knew I'm daddy a, loved you anyway. Maybe this they're is, assuming that you make your child go to the bathroom before bed. Uh, I don't know. I think this is one more thing that Fox News gets to use against NPR. Right. This is this is one more. One more soundbite. Like right, this is pass. Planned Parenthood sells baby tissue to scientists, and NPR gives away hall passes that reduce <laughs> hugs. Hall <laughs> passes. <laughs> right, yeah. Now we don't want to talk. You're not allowed to talk to your kid at night. Which, by the way, why one pass? Why not three? Uh, and then the, my argument there would be, why not zero? I I tend to stick to the zero pass. I think maybe uh, the one pass just gives them that gives them the assurance that well, if I need to, I can go out of the room one time and not because otherwise they've got the anxiety of I really want to leave the room because I don't want to go to bed, but I know that if I do, my dad will lose his. But that's not life, right? I don't have a show up late to work at noon pass. Like I don't get, you don't? I don't get to sh- no. Like if I show up and if my boss says, Dave, it's noon, you missed four classes. You're fired. Like, I, I don't get to say, well, it's the first time it happened. Well, maybe you <laughs> need to make a pass. Maybe you need to get up. That's a construction That's paper. A construction paper, yep, and say, ah, but look, it's my go-to-work pass. I got it from Boys Town. He, he clenches his fists and looks up at the sky. He's like, oh, everyone's got these passes now. I'm going to yeah. have one of those in my car for the next time I get pulled over for speeding. But, officer, I, ha- I have a speeding pass. I can do it once. I won't speed anymore, though. But have a nice day. I gotta get one of these the next time my wife finds like an ex-girlfriend's name on the Google search engine. I'm gonna pass to look at uh, my happier times, baby. All right, fine. You can talk to your old girlfriend, but you can't go to the bathroom tonight. Oh man, I'm gonna have to marinate my own pee. And now it's time for the boop bop beat. That's where we talk about the things that will be obsolete next year. Well, before we talk about the beep boops and the boop bop, I gotta apologize for my voice. I am still getting over a kind of a sinus infection that's been kicking my butt all week. It's disgusting. And uh, yeah, it's it is disgusting. It's you have gross. a sinus infection in your butt? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know Todd's old because nobody, no one under the age of thirty ever says they have a sinus infection. <laughs> Is that, isn't that what it... I don't know what I have then. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think you have a sinus infection, but no one ever <laughs> walks around. Sinus is, is such a gross phrase. Like when I used to live in New York City, when you could, you'd could, you be yeah. on the subway going to work and you could smell someone's sinus infection. Oh my gosh. Nobody talks about sinuses except old people who are sort of immune to smells. Like Matt's grandfather who fought in the Pacific and Matt asked him one time, what was it, Matt? You asked him what you remember about it. And he said the smell. Yeah, he oh said that's what like like Saving Private Ryan came out, and I'm like, hey, is that the real deal? He said, 
you can't capture the real deal because it's all about the smell oh. of like of hundreds of thousands of exploded people. Right. And so Todd is like Matt's grandfather in that nothing will ever bother his nose because nothing Todd's already smelled everything bad, right? Like he's he's old enough <laughs> to have already seen a couple dead bodies in an alley, to have yeah. just had the wrong friends who don't bathe. And now he talks about his sinuses. It's it's a I can smell it here. The only uh, only good thing about this infection is that it allows me to do a great Muttley impersonation now because I could finally laugh. <laughs> Isn't that Muttley who laughs like that? That's in the- totally Muttley yeah. from like wacky races and stuff. Yeah. You are, this is the sinus infection, <laughs> infection this show's been waiting for. Yeah. You also have to be old enough to call it a sinus infection to get that reference, I think. It's not, it's not, it's not the one that I've been waiting for. I get sick once a year, and then this is my time. So uh, are you welcome. walking around with a one Kleenex wadded up in one hand, like an old lady now, I like do. just perpetual Kleenex in one hand? Yeah, I, I tend to because where do I keep all? I don't have a purse, so where do I keep all the other clean Kleenexes? So I only have one that just do you stuff it into your bra, or do you keep uh, it in your or into your sleeve? Into no, your into my sleeve. Yeah, I put it in my sleeve. <laughs> the old lady Kleenex dispenser where you just keep pulling mm-hmm. them out of your wrist. Yeah. Yep, that, that's definitely me this week. It's been rough. I'm not a... Old lady Spider-Man. I'm not a good sick person. I just want to curl up in a ball and disappear. I want everyone to leave me alone. I'm not one to tough it out. I had to go to work still, but like, I really just want to be sick. If I'm going to be sick, let me be sick. Let me sit on the couch all day, pile of Kleenexes next to me, and catch up on movies that I'm not allowed to watch because, you know, my kids aren't old enough to see them and my wife has no interest in them. Well, I it's... get to watch the Kingsman. King's Speech? No, not. <laughs> and uh, what did the I watch the other day? I, uh, what's the uh, uh, what, King? What's the what's the movie where the insurance salesman beats up the drummer? Fargo. Oh, uh, um, uh, Goodfellas. Uh, dragging or rushing? Dragging or rushing? Yeah, oh. I keep wanting to say backbeat, but that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> backbeat. <laughs> Got some catchy tunes in there too. What the, whiplash. whiplash? Whiplash. That's it. Man, that that's rough, man. You guys well, didn't see that movie? Yeah, no. Whiplash, a movie named, titled after the song Whiplash, mm-hmm. but which features the song Caravan over and over for its entire <laughs> running length. <laughs> they couldn't get the uh, they could get the rights to it? <laughs> Evidently not. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it Caravan would be misleading because at no point are there caravans in the movie. <laughs> at no point is there Whiplash in the movie either. My father-in-law loves the caravan. If, if we're driving, let's say... We're leaving my house and going to his house, like his, him and his wife and me and Nick and the kids. If we're going together to their house, we have to caravan. Got a caravan. And if, or if he goes through a yellow light and we're at a red light, he'll pull over. Oh, yeah. And wait. That is, that drives me crazy. That's an old man thing because my father-in-law does Mm -hmm. that too because. Safety in numbers. Safety in numbers, and they're you know Google Maps does not like they're not into Google Maps, so it's not. Yeah, but he's so going he always, home. I I don't <laughs> <laughs> like he's traveled that road a thousand yeah. times. There's no like it's not like we're going through a bad neighborhood. You don't need each other to. You don't need he doesn't. You don't need him for the directions of it. Yeah. That's not why he's pulling over. If anything happens, there's nothing he can do. Well, you know I think it just, you're not in a post-apocalyptic Australia. Yeah. Or Australia. Here's bad. Or just memory. Australia, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I think <laughs> I think that just shows how little faith he has in you. 
right. that he well, won't leave you alone with his daughter and grandchildren well, he did, to drive we were, a few miles. We were caravanning. We were caravanning when the girls were about ten months old, and I was in front of him. Oh yes, and uh, I spun out you in a did. snowstorm, and he st- he was watching us ahead of him. Yeah, he was spin, watching you going kill seventy the, miles yeah. an hour down the road in his three sixty. He wants yeah. ringside seats to your death. That's why he wants the caravan. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably a little bit of it, too. So a year ago, a year ago, almost to the week, I think, is when we got Alex a phone. You know, he was going into junior high. and Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I think when, when Alex was really young and we didn't quite rely on cell phones as much, I always thought, well, maybe in high school he'll have one. But then as the times they are changing, it seemed necessary that he have one in junior high because we're not close to the junior high, so there's no way he could ever walk home. So we needed it for coordinating rides and this and that. So we got one last year. I was very clear on, you know, I said, look, this is a, a $600 computer in your hand that you're going to walk around in your pocket. You know? You're going to use this to ask me to pick you up from school and yes. to Instagram pictures of your school lunch and nothing else. That's nothing right. else. My biggest fear has been that he's 12, uh, you know, he's going to break it. So we did get the, you know, we bought a service plan for it, one of those independent, you know, like a square trade kind of thing where you pay 99 bucks, you know, to cover for two years. But he's really been very responsible with it. Well, last night he comes out of the bathroom and he's oh, holding God. the phone up. He goes, Dad, Dad, my my phone looks like this now. I I dropped it. It fell out of my pocket into the toilet. And now it looks like this. And the screen's all like, you know, there's like smoke coming out of it. And the screen is, is like flickering out and off. And I... I kind of overreacted a little bit. (laughs) And uh, speaking of the movie Whiplash, I kind of overreacted a little bit. It's a good thing he could run away from you because you couldn't breathe. (laughs) That's right. He wasn't. I I wasn't going to get (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I screwed up the $600 phone. Come and get me. Come get me, old man. Speaking of the movie Whiplash, did you punch him until you had to soak your fist in ice? Get me Spider-Man! You can't hide it from the cops. That's why you wear rubber gloves. Oh, my gosh. Not hide knuckle lesions. The good thing about you guys making me laugh so hard is that it's very productive when it comes to getting rid of my phlegm. That's why we're here, man. I'm just trying to get you to loosen up your congestion. It does help. So uh, people drinking coffee on the way to work right now. You talking about the phlegm. I think what I actually said was, that's the worst thing you could possibly do. (laughs) (laughs) Like get a girl pregnant, like you know, <laughs> try meth. Well, exactly. And then I I quickly realized, like, wait a minute. One, it's not. So I grabbed it, I powered it off, and like dumped it in rice. You know, shook water out, dumped it in rice, and I like I tried to control. I don't know why I get so mad about what I expected him to do. Here's what it. Yeah, we said you are 12 years old. You're probably going to break this at some point. So we're going to get this protection plan, this $99 protection plan, so that when you do inevitably break this because you're 12. And I, why would I expect a 12-year-old, honestly, like, it's right. true. Why would you expect a 12-year-old to be able to take care of this fragile thing for two years in their pocket? It's like when you give the kid the egg in home ec, you know, and they only have to take care of it for, like, 24 hours. This is two for two years he's got to have this thing in his pocket. Something bad's going to happen. When you, were the home, when you were the home ec teacher, you really confused the kids because you said, okay, take care of this egg. And the kids said, what's an what's egg? What's an egg? <laughs> Well, and I've never gone two years without breaking a phone. That never. is true. That is never. true. Yeah. No, now, see, I, absolutely. I'm, I feel like I've never broken a phone in my life, and so I feel like Alex 
shouldn't either. But at the same yeah, time, then I look high. at Dave, I look yeah. at you, and I look at and Matt, and you guys, you guys break phones just for fun. I think it's all I do. Yeah, yeah. So yes, Kelly actually was. This was Kelly was great. She was a great voice of reason. She laughed about it. I mean, she. To be honest, what else would we expect? And now I know someone say, "Well, why do you let him take the phone to the bathroom?" Well, I didn't know he took the phone to the bathroom, and uh, he said he wasn't actually. It just happened to be in his pocket, and he's wearing like floppy pajama pants. So when he pulled the pants up, everything's flopping around. The phone flew out and landed in the uh-huh. toilet. I don't think he was sitting on the toilet looking at the phone. Maybe he was. That's Maybe. what I do. That's what I do. Uh-huh. Right. I think it's really apropos that your son should break his phone in the most Todd J way possible, which is dropping <laughs> it in the toilet. I just, well, you know what I wanted to know? I don't think, you know, in my rage, which luckily it was a controlled rage. It was like inner rage. And, and it did go away quickly once I realized this, this is exactly what should have happened. You know, I'm surprised it only took a year. I was wondering, I'm like, wait a minute, was there poo in there? I'm like blowing out all the ports. To You're get the water out, out and like it's like spraying, out it's like arm, spraying right? back on my face. I'm like, wait a minute, is this poo water? <laughs> <laughs> or just pee water? Or is it, yeah, like, oh well, you know, in for a right. penny, in for a poo, or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever the saying is. So it looked pretty ruined <laughs> last sick. night. So then I start, you know, you know, I don't know if you guys notice on the bottom of your iPhones, on either side of the charging port, there's these tiny, tiny, tiny screws. I was going to ask you if you took it apart. Well, yeah. I wanted to take it apart, but I don't have that screwdriver. Like that is a, you can only buy, you know, you have to buy that one online. It's a teeny tiny one. It's not like you have it in your home repair kit, you know. So, but I did <laughs> did some searching online, and I found a couple ways you could unscrew those without the actual tool. And the thing that worked the best, surprisingly, was just a nail. Like if you just get a good a normal nail because it has like you know where the pointed is are some straight edges and there's enough straight edges to grab that screw right. it worked like a charm i was surprised i took a screw stuck it in and spun it and then those two screws came out i was able to open it up there was a ton of water inside so you had to Ish. suck out all that water so I had to suck, had to suck yeah. out all that poo water which was, and then afterward and then kelly's like why don't you just use a paper towel i'm like uh yeah <laughs> you, you you look at her with a mouthful of poo water and go <laughs> Oh, I should have started it. <laughs> Do you have any toilet paper for my cheeks? Oh, you guys just made so much phlegm come up that I had to do the old lady thing where I take a, I take a, a tissue and, like, put my phlegm in the tissue. You ever see your grandma do that, you know? Oh. She coughs a lot and then takes the tissue out of the sleeve, puts, puts the back. phlegm in it, and then puts it back yeah. in her sleeve. So puts, puts it back in her, in her sleeve. Oh, so that one, that was a good one. I think so then I took it and I, I blew it out. Like, I used a hairdryer on the cool setting, so there's no heat. I'm, like, frying the inside of this. It was just It was just air, and I blew it out for, like, 10 minutes or whatever it's perfectly dry on the inside um alex went to bed he felt horrible about it and uh, part of me says he should feel a little horrible about it like you Let's should you learn right you know and but i think he should feel zero horrible about it i know I he should. yes people, you're right you're right I, I think you are an ogre and he should feel zero horrible about it because everybody drops their phone in stuff well here's the and thing he didn't break it in a 12 year old boy way he no wouldn't, like, it wasn't set it like... on a baseball tee and see how far he could hit it <laughs> Tied to a bottle rocket. Oh, you're right. You're right. So now, okay, now I'm feeling really bad about what I'm what I'm doing currently. Right. What? No. Look. Well, here's, I no, well, here's I, what I'm I, currently doing, though. I disagree. I think. Oh, you think there should, should be some? I think he should feel bad because that's how that's how he won't do it. That's how we learn to not do things in the future. Like when you. Well, now if, I if, think he won't take it to the toilet with him, or he won't. Right. Sure if I cheat on my pocket. wife, I feel bad about it, so I will not cheat on her again. If I. 
if I smash my dad's car, I am supposed to feel bad about it so that I learn responsibility. Yeah, right? I take that it's, corner slower next time. But this is unprecedented. We can't say, like, you know, when I was your age, I didn't drop $600 computers in the toilet because nobody no, has $600 was, hand computers. No, but people did buy yeah. – but I did have a car that my parents let me use. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, me like too, I, and I crashed it all the fucking time. Well, did you crash it to the point where it couldn't be used anymore? You well, know I, mean? I crashed that, it into a giant toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so here's my dad the had to suck the poo water out I, of the seats. <laughs> so I blew it out. I I blew it out with the dryer last night till it was perfectly dry on the inside. I put it back together. I turned it on, and it seems to work perfectly fine. So to be to be sure that there, you know, any residual moisture that I didn't get it with the blow, I I still stuck it in a bag of rice, which I don't know if the you know how much that actually works, but I did it anyway because I wanted Alex to see how out of, that his phone how was still out of works. commission. How rice works. <laughs> <laughs> well. So here's the thing. I think the phone is fine now, but I don't want to give it to him yet. I want him to see it sitting there in a bag of rice for another 24 hours and him not be able to use it a bag all day of shame today. rice. So it's, it's really already dry, but it's kind of shame drying right now. So I'm just letting it sit there on the countertop in the bag of rice. So every time he walks past, he sees it. Can you is hang that... it around its neck? Can you make him carry it around? <laughs> That's a good write idea. write shame rice on it? I pour more rice in it so it's heavier. I think you should make him eat the rice. <laughs> You're going to boil this poo rice. This poo. You have to eat it's... your way back to the phone. <laughs> 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 You're right. He should, Matt, you're right. He should feel no guilt, and I should just give him the phone that works already right now. That's correct. Dave, you're right that he needs to learn not to not you know not to do this again. So maybe there needs to be some guilt. So maybe I need to find the middle ground here. What's the middle ground? Middle ground is you don't give him the phone back for a week as like punishment for a week. being irresponsible with the phone, but then you have to eat the poo water rice in front of him as punishment for being a bad dad. <laughs> oh no. This is a lose lose son. <laughs> Right. And he has to watch you eat the poo water rice and feel badly <laughs> that he made you feel badly as dad. Tears run down your face. Right. <laughs> I hope you're happy. I'm eating poo water rice now. <laughs> hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? It's never been simpler. Just use the Amazon portal at paternitypodcast.com. When you want to buy something on Amazon, and you know you do, go to paternitypodcast.com. You will see an Amazon window on the support page. You can't miss it. Hit support, see the window, click on the window, and it will open up Amazon, and you just do your shopping. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't need an extra account. You don't make a password. You don't pay extra. You just buy your stuff on Amazon. Amazon knows you came through our portal, and they send us a portion of their profits, and we use that to keep this show on the air, has anybody been shopping on Amazon this week, guys? I've been searching for a Polaroid camera, and I haven't bought one yet. Why? Because you, you, you're looking for an opportunity to take terrible photos? <laughs> uh, if only you had a phone in your pocket that took pictures that instantly, instantly right. looked great. And then you can make them look like terrible Polaroids with an app. I know. Mm -hmm. So I, you could put Instagram them out of focus and put a weird yellow. white border around them and yellow, mm -hmm. yeah, yellow them up, and then you'll have a Polaroid. I'm not looking for sepia tone 1875 pictures <laughs> of Lincoln in a top hat. You don't want to make your family stand. You make your family stand still for five minutes while while the camera <laughs> exposes. Right. 
Nobody smile. Nobody smile. (laughs) I don't know. Instagram has a filter that immediately puts everybody in bell bottoms, makes your your collar look like giant Dorito chips, turns your car (laughs) into a, you know, into a 1976 Chevy Nova. Right. (laughs) I've got the gremlin feature on mine. So everyone has a gremlin. (laughs) I also, anybody under the age of eight has a bull haircut. (laughs) What's your Um, obsession with a Polaroid? Well, I was in New York City a few weeks ago. And I was at my wife and I and the kids went down for one last weekend in the city while her sister Kim lived there because now there's no more family in New York City. And she'd had a going away party with some friends. And one of her friends got her this glass case sort of jewel box. And inside of it were a 100 Polaroids. Now, not like the 70s Polaroids, the real thin sort of place, you know, the bar at the bottom where you hold it with your finger and thumb. And but, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Uh, not, not that at all, Todd. Oh. And it was, but these are like little two inch by three inch Polaroids. That's that kind pol- of the new thing now, right? What? Right. And it's, they're really cool. I want something like that. I want, I want the, uh, to feel something in my hand as opposed to staring at it. Yeah. Uh, behind the, the screen. purpose to save you a trip to CVS to put your SIM card into the machine? No. The, deal? the purpose, because you have to figure each picture is about a buck fifty. Right, you can get a Fuji camera for like seventy. You can get yeah. a, you can get a pol- actual Polaroid for about a buck twenty-five, a buck fifty minimum. But what does the, the film cost for these? Uh, about a, a dollar fifty a picture. Really, it's about the poignancy of it. It's it's really about the aesthetic. You wouldn't do this for all yeah, your pictures. An, an instant print at Walgreens is seventeen cents. Well, that's the thing, right? You yeah. you do this because it's fun the and novelty uh, of it. beautiful. If you're going to make a collage or something, you don't do this. So this is like going to a photo booth. Like they still have photo booths at like Navy Pier, even though you can take a picture with your phone. And it's just for (laughs) eight-year-old girls to have a little strip of pictures of of their friends making faces into the camera. This is exactly right. This is just for eight-year-old girls and me. (laughs) Because I want to do a thing at work where I'm taking pictures of students doing shows and improv sets and things like that and then post them in the room. Stick them Wait, all over your Lisa Frank notebook. Right. Put them on my trapper keeper. <laughs> just, to, just a way to build build morale, you know? Esprit de corps. That so that's kind of cool. where I'm at. But I will say, it's amazing what they have now. If if you haven't looked at a Polaroid camera in the last 15 years, you should look on Amazon at what they have. I mean, they have a printer that's $180, the Polaroid Z2300. You plug it into your phone, and it's a portable printer and it's it's inkless. You just take it anywhere forever. You want to print out a selfie, you can print a selfie out right there. Um, so it's pretty great for if road trips and things inkless, like that. Inkless, how does it print? Uh, it's digital, laser. Inst- it's Who knows how these things work, Matt? Um, but <laughs> Nobody the point does. Is, the point is, Polaroid doesn't know. The point is it works. <laughs> they discovered it on a mountaintop and they brought it down to us. <laughs> Tiny fairies jump out and, and, and carve the picture in cuneiform. <laughs> quartz crystals. Two words. Quartz crystals. <laughs> I remember the first time someone I read about quartz, realized why quartz was written on every watch from like 1920 until 1998. And it didn't make it. it that is truly magic. Like they dig something out of the ground. They put it in a watch and it helps keep time. That's magic, right? Yeah, that's like those chunks of Stonehenge in the in the Halloween masks in Halloween 3 season of the witch. 
that allow druids to blow up your children. It's this is the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't mean it's like that. I mean, it's the same thing. Also, did you guys speaking of Stonehenge? Did you hear they found another Stonehenge? What under Stonehenge, right? A bigger, a bigger, badder Stonehenge, like Stonehenge times. They, they think there's up to like ninety or a hundred stones. Wait, so Stonehenge is just a tiny party hat on top of the real the, deal that's under the ground? Stonehenge is a joke. They should push that crap over. <laughs> <laughs> just for thinking so much of itself for the last 10,000 years. <laughs> they should roll it down a hill on top of itself. <laughs> push it into the ocean. This instant print thing is freaky. It says the, the ink it's is freaky. inside the paper. Ink is inside the paper. <laughs> it's called zinc paper. It has all the ink inside of it. Thank it's like God. a griddle that has the syrup right inside oh, the waffles. God. Exactly. What is better than that? And now it's time for the Paternity Test Kitchen, where we take food we want to eat and make it look like food our wives will let us eat. Gentlemen, I've gone back into the paternity test kitchen following our successful experiment with Italian corn dogs. Oh, yeah. As you know, Halloween is approaching. Only about six more shopping weeks until Halloween. Oh, my God. Is that all? You know how I knew that Halloween was approaching? Uh, All the stores have their Christmas trees out. (laughs) You stopped walking for one second and someone built a Halloween adventure pop-up on your back? Yes. (laughs) Because Halloween is approaching, it means that breakfast just got spooky. The monster cereals have returned because they are now only... Can I confess? Monster cereals are seasonal now. Can I confess something about monster cereals? They were a bust in our house. We bought four boxes of like all the varieties, Frankenberry and Scary Booty or whatever they're called. How many kids do you have? What? How many kids do you have? I got two kids. Four oh boxes God. of cereal? Well, yeah. We go just through... Like, but not... Like last night, I went out on a run and I bought Heart to Heart because Joey eats that. Heart I bought, to Heart isn't that, wasn't that a TV show? It was and I'm the eighties driver. The, cere- <laughs> the cereal's based on the eighties TV show. <laughs> and when this cereal got mixed with milk, it was moida. <laughs> Seriously, there's a cereal called Heart to Heart. Yeah, and it's is it's, it like a generic uh, brand? It's, of it's like fake health food. Oh, um, but okay. my daughter Joey loves it, and then I bought Raisin Bran. Because I haven't had it in ten years, and uh, and you wanted to poop, and I, and I hate the people in my house, apparently. <laughs> and then I, I bought a box of honeycombs. You bought honeycombs. honeycomb because I wanted that one crappy cereal to be yeah the crappy cereal in the house. But I didn't buy four boxes of Monster Cancer candy cereal. <laughs> Here's the thing: three of them are still sitting on the shelf from last Halloween because <laughs> my kids hated them. And even I couldn't only stomach a little bit. Like, I had one bowl of one. I'm like, well, that's enough for this year. So I I agree, because a a year or two ago, I decided to sample them and see if they were as unbelievably delicious as I recall from my youth. And either they've changed or I have, because they are so disgustingly sweet as to be just radioactive. The The only cereal that lives up to the hype for me in terms of, like, how I pictured it as a kid and how I still picture it now is Cookie Crisp. That's still the one that holds up in terms of like when I get it, it's a big deal. But yeah, those uh, the, the the Halloween cereals uh, haven't held up for me. I'm going to be throwing those boxes away here coming up on the first anniversary of owning them. Uh, well, I have <laughs> and, a family uh, size box here, and it says that there's 13 
servings in there. Yeah. So that means you, if you bought four boxes, you bought, what, 52 bowls of cereal. Because in my head, all of our other cereal goes so fast. We have shredded wheat, Frosted Flakes. The kids love, like, the Fruit Loops and the, and the Lucky Ch- those Those things disappear, like, in a sitting. And so I'm like, well, we'll need four boxes of these because, you know, these are, they're not big boxes. They're not the family size. And so I figured they'd disappear in, a, you know, two days we'll be through, through a box of cereal, especially if I'm eating it also. There are kids listening to this podcast in the South Sudan who are weeping right now. It's like, <laughs> I can't imagine if your Dave, if your kids who've been raised on old people cereal, who have only eaten rolled oats and yeah. fruit and fiber, Great if they nuts. had breakfast at Todd's house, they would immediately their pancreases would explode. They'd be like a heroin addict who's been off of it for ten years, mm-hmm. just taking a huge hit of the purest Afghani stuff you can make. They'd fall over dead. Yeah, maybe um, like the girl from Island of the Blue Dolphins who survived for you know fifty years on an island alone, and then was saved by the white men, and immediately ate a bunch of cheese and cake, and died the first day she was in the <laughs> Western world. <laughs> Do you at least get your daughter like the honey version of the heart to heart, or is it just like yeah, a dry it is brand? the honey version? But let me so say there's this. some sweetness in it. It's not let me just say like, this. It's not punishment. Two things: one, Cecilia won't eat it. It's too sweet. She wants Cheerios. Two, what? Jo- Joey would rather have oatmeal. And yet the other day before work, there was a Pyrex bowl mm-hmm. full of day-old cold oatmeal with, with totally unseasoned, nothing on it. No sugar, no, no cinnamon. I started eating it. Joey looked at my bowl and said, hey, can I have some of that? And so she started eating it with me. It was and pushed her heart-to-heart cereal to the side. God, your it's... breakfast is pure drudgery at your house. It's like a workhouse. <laughs> that is no way to start your day. That is that is the worst possible. I guess I guess the only thing to say about it is there's you, there's only one way to go. It's, you can only go up from there. Like your day well, can only get better after eating that crap for breakfast. That's actually how. That's actually the advertising slogan for oatmeal. <laughs> it's like the worst way to start your day. Start at your the day bottom. Can only go up. Your day could only get better. Yeah, every hour is better than the next. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeez, your breakfast is a punishment. Like, why do you? It's like, it's like knocking your kids down a peg to start the day. It is pretty funny because sometimes we don't even let them have orange juice because it's too much sugar. Oh, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> here you go. It's a plain no vitamin C for you. Water. Yeah. And then get back to work. Right. Here, eat one of these limes. <laughs> Vitamin C and no scurvy. <laughs> as soon as you're finished, you're going to make iPhones for the rest of the day. <laughs> I put up suicide nets, so don't try anything funny. Uh, well, Matt, you have to redeem us. What did you do in the test kitchen here? <laughs> I hope it was something yeah. sweet and good. In the test kitchen, we try to take junk food that we love or mm-hmm. remember and dress it up or, or reconstitute it from better ingredients. Uh, what we have made uh, is a delicious dessert, uh, perfect for Halloween. We made Frankenberry shortcake. Oh, my goodness. Are the Frankenberries in the shortcake? Like, did you make shortcake? Did you crumble them up? Like, make it dust? It's and- right in. And I'm sending you a picture right now where I've also used some extra Frankenberries as garnish. But you should know that the Frankenberries are right. We made shortcake. We made it out of you know flour and sugar, and it's you know and it's not very Frankenberries. And Frankenberries poured them right in, baked them right in, and keep in mind there's marshmallows in there, or you know I'm using finger quotes marshmallows, those cereal marshmallows, uh, and they get a little bit gooey. So if you eat them, eat it right out of the oven, oh. you've got like 
half melted marshmallows in your shortcake. Oh, wow. Now, if you wait 10 minutes, you've got disgusting sugar coated rocks in your shortcake. <laughs> yeah, I imagine they harden, right? Yeah. So okay. I did the classic shortcake, like made a big shortcake, cut it in half so it goes shortcake, you know, strawberry filling with the with the, the syrup that you, you know, you, you pour mm-hmm. a bunch of sugar on strawberries and then it turns yeah. into kind of a syrup. So strawberries, whipped cream, another short, you know, the top of the shortcake. That's called macerating, Matt, just so you know. Really? Macerating the strawberry. It's like you do that. You could do that to tomatoes or strawberries, but yeah. You add a sugar or a salt that draws out the liquids, and then that's called yeah. So now, see, we're, we're not just making junk food; we're learning here. We're, we're, we're teaching people. We're, this it's is culinary. There's a culinary edge to it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. This is the cordon bleu of comedy dad <laughs> of podcasts. <laughs> well, I made one horrible misstep, uh, and that's I bought some. It wasn't Hershey's. the Frankenberries. No, no, it that look like a wise decision. Bought some Hershey's strawberry syrup, oh, okay. which sounds okay. good. I thought yeah, it would be like okay. chocolate syrup, but strawberry. But it's more like a decorating gel. Like yeah. it looks like gel, it shines like gel, and it tastes horrible. Just wretched. Well, that's uh, because the Hershey syrup is literally the extra cutaway pieces of Hershey's chocolate for kisses and the Hershey bars melted down. These are not melted down strawberries. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, who knows what it's it is. strawberry oh, who knows artificial what strawberry flavor. Yeah. yeah, I could see that going south with the Ooh, syrup. Easy. Although Stra- I, I'm a fan. I has I have had strawberry milk before, and I think it's pretty good. Well, that's why I thought it would be yeah. good. I thought it would be perfect with Frankenberry because it would taste like strawberry milk. Yeah. Um, but no, it tastes like strawberry industrial slurry. <laughs> yes. What about so, strawberry ice cream with it? Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. All right. Going back into the test kitchen. That sounds right. amazing. So was this a sugar overload? How do you bit. How do you uh, balance that? Because that's a lot. It does want, like, like you almost need, like, a, or, yeah, a reduced balsamic glaze on it or something. Or It could use something to cut the sweetness. So yeah. maybe ice cream that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sour ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's ice cream that's been left in your trunk. No, in the back, in the back window. <laughs> I don't know where to go. I've got the other. Mo- well, I've got two problems. One, um, I bought a family-sized box of Frankenberry and used one handful. Oh. So now I have twelve more bowls of Frankenberry that I don't know what I'm going to do with. Uh, give it to the kids for Halloween. Just put it in a bowl. Let them take a handful. <laughs> when they come to the go. door, like, like go ahead, nuts. kids, take All a handful. Right. Yeah, I reach it and just dump it in their bag with my hand in their bag so they don't see what I've done. Don't look. Don't look till you get home. Don't look till you. Bad luck. Oh, I've just got dust, like sugary candy dust all over everything. (laughs) So did it pass the taste test? Did Viva uh, enjoy it? You know what's funny? She doesn't really like sweet things. She just likes to play with them. So she, you know, I'm looking for test kitchen recipes that involve a lot of stirring and mixing and pouring right, because obviously most of cooking is knives and fire and knives <laughs> and fire are the enemy of child rearing sure but this you know she basically just wanted to put everything in a bowl and stir it yeah and then stack up the the end result she took one bite and said that's good and then ran away which mm. is good because you don't want your kid eating this <laughs> uh, <laughs> right you don't want a Child in the throes of, of physical development. You know, yeah, she's only three feet tall and 30 pounds. I don't want her to stay that way for the rest <laughs> of the If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick and easy and improves our iTunes ratings and helps new listeners find our show.
feel the need the need to read our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, and the Paternity Test blog every week at chicagoparent.com. This week, stop dad shaming me, bro. And now it's time for me time. That's like daddy time, but we replaced the daddy with me. Hey, everybody. Hi, Dave. It's Dave Engel here. Hey, my daughters. I'm really excited about this age because my daughters are now talking to each other like human beings. They, mm-hmm. they have conversations. They, they're starting to thinking critically would be putting a, too much of an intellectual spin on it. But they, they have some pretty deep thoughts and they, you can hear it with one another. They, they, you know, they do it with me and my wife. They're more and than it, just they're, they're more than just slobbering, crying poop factories. Yeah, I mean, in between all the screaming and tantruming and yelling, and my wife's threats to end her own life, everything <laughs> else is great. But the one thing that I have found is that they really cling to her a lot more than they cling to me, and mm-hmm. this has provided countless episodes of free time for myself. She has to go to the store because she has to buy things for dinner that only she can buy. I'm then about to take an hour long trip and buy the wrong thing. And they want to go with her. And it's to her dismay, of course, because she wants some alone time, but they'll lose their minds and she breaks and she takes them with her. So then I get an hour by myself pretending that I'm going to do things that are just as important as Mm-hmm. What she's yeah, doing. while you're gone, yeah, I'll, right. uh, I'll exactly. organize the things on the computer. Ex- well, that's exactly <laughs> Something it. that you, there's no proof that you actually did it when she got no, back. No, and but. she doesn't know. <laughs> I can just tell her, yeah, I, everything, like I just saved us $500 by switching us to a different homeowner's insurance. I didn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I can tell her that. You actually and, let your homeowner's insurance lapse six months ago, but, you know. Right. I don't, if we have a fire, we're, we're going to be living with our parents again. I look, and I think a lot of dads are this way. At least I hope so. I have a job where I can get home by 3.15 on a good day. And I leave by like 7.15. So it's not like I'm gone. Like I'm gone for seven hours minimum, right? Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Those of you who are who hate teachers and want, me, you know, want to break the unions up, most days I'm there till 7 o'clock. Um, because of shows and stuff. So I'm putting in 12-hour days for the most part. But on good days, I'm putting in seven. And I'll get home. And I've got all this free time with my kids. So I see my kids a lot. So I'm a lot of times looking for ways to not be with them. You know what I mean? And I'm looking for that little, like this, <laughs> this 15, just 15 minutes of, mm-hmm. oh, man, I really got to go clean up the, the garage just so I can look at, you know, look at my phone once or twice and then do something calming. And, but I've got all this guilt about it because at the same time, I'm actively looking for a way to be alone. Everybody wants those moments, especially, especially parents of younger kids. And I think, I think it's built into us at some point as a caveman. You know, your family is old enough now that, you, you know, you can go off on your own. You know, you, there's hormones that, ch- that change in you when your kids are born that make you softer so that you right. don't eat you don't eat your children or kill them right. not eat them i don't think we would eat them but that you don't kill don't your know. children right you, you yeah uh, so i think now now you're at the point where your brain is telling you uh, go make more children go, i was going to say go, go start a new family somewhere uh-huh. or just right. yeah you know you need that yeah now it's time to go be the hunter again or whatever you know <laughs> the hunter gatherer <laughs> side you know 
But yes, well, we all look for me. I mean, er, when when my children were younger and and I needed that time for me, it was sitting on the toilet for twenty minutes looking at my phone. That was the most relaxing part of the day. I didn't have to be in there more than five. But right, <laughs> I'm not coming. Well, out you don't know. Someone starts knocking on the door, going, "Are you right. okay?" <laughs> to be fair, you don't know <laughs> if it's going to hit you again, right? Yeah, exactly. I wanna... If you stay in there long enough, you could just your body could cycle again, and yeah. <laughs> Especially if you bring food in with you. All right. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> Sitting on the toilet for 20 minutes eating a hoagie and looking at my phone. Well, and well it's, also, it's also proof that we're only able to appreciate things you know, fully f- for seconds at a time. Because there's this myth that we need to like hold on to every moment of our kid's childhood because it goes so fast. And it does go so fast. And every time your kids are finally in bed, you see a picture of them and you go, oh, I'm, it's all going so fast. I need to appreciate them more and spend more time with them. But as soon as you're spending time with them, you're thinking, how can I get in the bathroom and check my <laughs> Twitter? How can I spend less time? <laughs> right. And I, yeah, no, it's absolutely true. Well, you don't necessarily it's, need to cherish every moment. You just need to cherish enough moments. You know yeah, what I mean? You just There's need a difference. enough. Right. You need you enough need moments. To, exactly. Right. You okay. need to stick, you, stick you, a pin in a few moments that are meaningful that you can remember. But one's right. capacity for just having a child hanging around their neck saying nonsense is limited. You can only play so many games in a day. You can only, and I would even say you can only read so many books. I have an aversion to reading books to my kids. And I, <laughs> really? And my wife pointed this out because I was talking to her the other day about this. I don't enjoy reading books to my kids in a way that I feel like I should. And she's like, well, it's probably because you only read them at night when they're in bed. I'm like, Maybe because I've I've gone because my, my kids have stories read to them, you know, 15 times in a day by my wife. And then I get home and I put them down a lot of times and I'm the one expected to tell them a story. So I tell them stories because I, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I just don't want to sit <laughs> and read one more thing, even if it's okay. going to teach them to read. Yeah, so you've spent all your reading. I spent all my read all oh. my reading. Yeah. Points. My long. problem, my wife's been having a vocal problem. She's got a nerve problem in her mouth. And so she hasn't been able to do the stories for, which is normally mommy time, for several weeks. So she actually holds the baby on her lap and the glider. And I read the books for several weeks now. And I find that most children's books are bad, like are very poorly. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. They don't scan. They don't scan right. And the prosody's off. I mean, they're just a lot of times they're, I think they're written by an illustrator mm-hmm. who does some great drawings. But the the. The prose is just garbage, and the poet, well, even worse, the poetry is just garbage. It just doesn't scan right. It doesn't rhyme correctly. So I constantly stop and editorialize on how much of a better writer I am than the writer of the book. And, like, I keep pointing out to the baby why the rhymes aren't perfect or why the scansion's wrong, and it drives my wife bananas. She's like, would you just read Ollie the Duck Hides an Easter Egg in the Grass and shut up? But I can't. I can't. I think it's an opportunity for you to write a couple children's books. I'm always writing children's books. Because whenever I read a book to them, I am I'm making up my own words Mm -hmm. Uh, half the time because the books are bad or the the book they choose is 50 pages long. So if if they want the giving tree, I'll like this is a story about a boy who grew up uh, and learned how to chop down trees. And first he cut off the limbs (laughs) and he got older (laughs) and he had a girlfriend and then he cut down the top part of the tree and it made him really happy. And then he, you know, and then he's, and that's his grandfather. 
And he, he was nice and made a stool for his grandfather to sit on. The end. Um, look, I read to my kids. I don't want to make it sound like I'm a monster. Well, I'm just saying it's not night. You know, eight o'clock at night in a dark room. You know, after I've yeah. gone through thirty minutes of wrangling two three and a half year olds is not the time when I want to sit down because they ask you for everything. Like, they want to drink a milk. They want to brush their teeth. They want to, you know, they want to do. They want a doll. They want the fan on. The bed's not comfortable. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm expected to calm down enough. When, because by the way, it's not just me putting the, them to bed; it's me looking at my watch, dig deeper into the next day, and watching <laughs> my time alone or with my wife slowly fade away to black. You know what I mean? So I'm like, God, you got, I got to read the story. Like, sit down. Yeah, I got to make up a bunch of stuff to make this 50-page book into 10. My my well, that's my method was always I was great at being able to turn pages and turn like four at a time. Oh yeah, and I learned in the books. David Blaine of reading books to yeah. kids. <laughs> I learned I learned in the books like how many pages I can skip. At this point, I can I can turn four pages, <laughs> and the plot will still kind of make some sense. Where the kid will be right. like, "Wait a minute, what happened to the part where he finds the bunny or whatever?" I don't know. And uh, so yeah, I could I learned how I could skip three or four pages keep the storyline moving and and cut the book time in half cuz to be honest you know my daughter had some books that were like the disney some disney princess books that were basically book versions of some of her favorite disney movies that were 25 30 pages and when you're just trying to read a bedtime story you need like a little 10 pager you know something quick and easy to calm them down you don't 30 yeah. minutes is like it's it's not doing anybody it's not any doing good anybody any good cuz she they get bored with it you get bored with it so I How think, many books do you read? You one? Well, we two? used to do. Uh, I think we had a two book thing. They got to pick right. two books, but okay. then my daughter would pick these super long books. That's why I started to flip through, skip the pages. But that's what, yeah, it's, turn two pages at a time. You cut your reading time with your children in half. <laughs> Bro, you cut their literacy in half. Their, lo- their love of learning. Cut their, <laughs> their lo- yeah, they, they hate books, one, because they're all too short, and two, they don't make any sense because they're imagine, missing all kinds of plot points. Can you imagine if Matt did this? He's feeding Frankenberry Crunch to his kid and not reading to him. <laughs> it's going to be like, she's going to be three feet tall, not know how to read, and hate school. Yeah, Whoa. live with you forever. Welcome to the Efficient Parent Podcast with Todd J. <laughs> but you'll always be up to date on your fantasy team. You thought social media was just for divorced celebrities to trade barbs, but it's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest on Instagram at The Paternity Test and on Twitter at The Dad Test. Send us a question or a comment for the Paternity Test Mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. You might use it when you feel better when you get home. Mickey, don't lose that number. We got uh, we got an email here uh, I want to read, but uh, we want to keep those emails and phone calls coming. So if there's something you'd like to see us experiment with in the paternity test kitchen, maybe a 70s or 80s or 90s food or a um, you know some junk food you'd like to see us try to dress up, keep it coming. Or if, if you have tricks for us for how to shorten <laughs> story time and read less books to our kids, please let us know how. Uh, I have an email here from Roxanne in Chicago. Yeah. Big fan of the show. 
And she said, hey, guys, have you heard of the Retron 5? You've got to check this out. So if you go to Amazon right now or if you go to YouTube and you put on Retron 5, what it is, it is a video game system with several slots on it that plays nine different kinds of old cartridge games. Oh, I'm in love. And it's only, the newest one, the Retron 5, is only $138 on Prime. God. You can play nine old systems. The Retron 3 is only... Retron 3, they're practically given away, and it plays like the NES, the Super NES, and the Sega Genesis. Yeah. The, the Retron 5, these aren't the systems I'd choose, but it plays NES, Super NES, Super Famicom, Genesis Mega Drive, I don't even know what that is, Famicom, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance cartridges. Yeah, like where's the Atari 2600 slot? This is the, this is the problem, right? We need Atari, and maybe they just didn't sign on. Right? Yeah. Well, maybe we're too old for, like, we're getting pretty old. And I, I really do like that chunk of gaming before Nintendo is as, I'm as fond of that as NES mm-hmm. Forward. And that's like a different, almost an entire different generation of gaming, the pre NES era. The- and the kids these days, they don't care about the Ataris and the, and the Calicos, but, and the Intellivision and the Activision, but boy, I do. It's very cool that they play these cartridges, but that means you have to have the cartridges. And what I want is a system that has all these games in it. These games take up zero memory, so why not just have a box that has 30,000 games on it, including right, all the like, NES games and the Atari games? the ROMs of all the games. Yeah, why, yeah. Why, why can't Atari do this? Why can't they sell something for $250? It has every game they ever made on it, mm-hmm. right? You would s- start selling it on Black Friday. Maybe they can I'd, afford to I'd, eat again. I bought a plug-and-play of Atari games that was supposed to have about 50 games in it, but it didn't work. Like, it didn't – most of the games actually did not function. And then I looked it up on Amazon and it said, oh, by the way, these games don't function. Uh, so that one actually went <laughs> garbage. Never said it worked. These cartridges, <laughs> though, they are available. they are available in – any kind of retro store, like use, you know, there's like a hipster store near me that sells like old AT-ATs, and they have oh. just piles and piles of cartridges for no money. Oh, okay. So, well, that was my question. Is like, are these cartridges collector's items on eBay that you, put, you have to spend 50 bucks? No, they're know? worthless. Oh, okay. Now, I don't right. know if they, if they all function. I'm sure you buy them at your own risk, but if they're 50 cents a piece, it doesn't matter. And, you know, you can, you can I'm sure they've been blown on by... 30 years worth of kids. <laughs> oh, there's probably so many sinus infections waiting to happen. <laughs> you can swab out the inside and clone a kid from 1992. The problem is a lot of the games are ones I never had. Like, I had the good Atari games, and these are mostly the bad ones. Dodgem is on there. But, like, there's no River Raid. Right. I want Burger Time and yeah. Dig Dug. Ports of those Activision and just licensed. You know what I mean? Maybe, but are any of them making any money separately? At some, I mean, my God, Budweiser and Miller are going to join forces. Can't Activision and Atari get together and make something happen? Guys, it's over. Like the 80s revolution's over. I no know. one, you know. If they, I mean, if they can't manage to get together so that they can and make a stamp, dollar, they could manage to put Stampede and Pitfall on this gaming system, <laughs> you know, then why do we have this technology? Right. Star Wars is owned by Disney, guys. Get it together. Everyone else has moved on. We're doing you a favor. Those really are the two games that I'd want on there. Uh, well, Stampede was always fun, but Pitfall, I love the original Pit- boxing with the black character and the white character. So it was like uh, Decathlon, where you broke all your controllers from having to take the stick oh, and ram it back and forth as fast yeah, as you can. Any like you game were- where you're supposed to push the buttons as fast as you can or ram the stick back and forth or jump on a pad as fast as you can, like where where the 
gameplay requires you to destroy the equipment, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> those weren't good investments. Right, because the stick is more or less just duct taped to the pad. <laughs> Listen to these sound effects on Enduro. Just listen to that for two hours while you're playing. Wow. Is, there any, is there any wonder there was <laughs> why there were so many serial killers in the eighties? Like <laughs> no satanic cults. Yeah. Oh my god! Every satanic basement in America had that going on. With like a skin suit in the corner and a guy like writing letters to his mom, telling her how much he loves her, while they're screaming coming from a, a cave in the back, saying, "Please don't kill me." <laughs> I love that somebody in a lab in Japan worked for weeks and weeks to make sound effects that are exactly the same as if you just turned a television to no particular channel. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they know America, right? <laughs> They're going to love this white noise over there. They're white. <laughs> well, folks, it's time for another episode of The Paternity Test to keep the cleaning products in the lower cabinets. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com. Call our voicemail at 657-BAD-DADS and tell your friends about the show. Also, consider giving us your money via donation to the show at our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember... Don't let your child's cognitive development cut into your cherished time organizing your vintage video game cartridge collection. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 